Uh, hi, Paul. It's me, your old pal, Toppy Smelly, uh, from across the channel, across the pond, uh, here in the Mercas. Uh, I just, well, I, I had to say congratulations for being around for five years. You know, a lot of podcasts are out there, and a lot of them never get past a couple episodes, let alone ten. But here you are, five years going strong. You're on episode 5032. I don't know how you do it, but congratulations. I love having the Shy Life podcast in my ear holes, and I just want it to, to keep going on. And it's just been a pleasure having you as a friend all this time. So congratulations on uh, the Shy Life podcast uh, this month, uh, fifth year uh, being around. Neat. Kino. Sako. <laughs> that's kind of a that's kind of an Americanism. We see, well, we say Nito. So well, okay, we haven't said Nito Sako around here for a couple, three decades. Uh, but need Osako. Bye. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> yes, but it's a positive thing, Paul. The High Life, the Shy Life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. <laughs> okay, looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. Do you think he has? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Um, we've got Nick Goodman with us here today. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. I'm fine. Uh, well, I, I brought you here for a particular reason. Um, I, I make no bones about it. Um... This episode will have a lot you of... You want to marry my daughter? I want to marry your daughter, no. Um, but I do want your advice, and I, I do want uh, your... your. I do want your ears. No, I want your... Um, I, yeah! I, 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 Dr Frankenstein! Yes, I, I, this episode will have a lot of clips in it because we are here to celebrate five years of the Shy Life podcast. Can you believe it? Whoa. Five years. So I just wanted to sort of have a... I, 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 it's gone very yeah. quickly, yeah. I, I just wanted to sort of, I don't know, chew, chew the fact with you about, uh, um, yeah, the fact that we've been doing it, we've been doing the show for five years and, you know, make a few sort of, yeah. Just, I just, cannot believe it. It's five. My, 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 I remember you doing about these and thinking, oh, great, you know, you've got another thing that we can contribute to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I've come, yeah, I didn't realise it was as long as five years, yeah. but. It's about five years since we've been digitalizing Sutton Park as well, and that happened about the same time. What was the month that you started? Well, we'll, we'll save that for after the theme music, and, um, uh, and, and uh, yes, and when we come back, the, the story behind the uh, start of the Shallow podcast will be revealed. <laughs> 
It's time for my old buddy, old pal from across the channel, across the pond, Paul Chandler, the Shy Yeti. He's a bad shy. All I wanted was a pie, and then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? He's got all that shy is right. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively blowing. <laughs> And we're back. Um, yeah, you're asking what the story was behind starting the, the podcast. Uh, it was one of those... Well, so, so when, when it started, really, well, yeah. yeah. it was um, May uh, 2016, so... Um, which, uh, yeah, although we're recording a little bit before that, when this comes out, it's only a month or so away. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, it's funny because I think it was... I'd I'd uh, been a guest on the Smellcast with Toppy, and I'd also found out that um, Toppy didn't mind if I sent the occasional sort of little message. A lot of podcasters, you know, un- unless they've got a really established um, sort of uh, situation where their listeners do send in messages or questions, um, a big fatty online, another show that. Yeah. Uh, I've been involved in that. That is something that happens a lot, and I also at the same time discovered that they were that he was up for me sending messages, and and, and I wasn't going to just. I mean, whereas some listeners that want to send a, a message about what they've been doing or what they've been buying or where they've gone or a question, or um, I, I I saw that it gave me the opportunity to um, to send something a bit different or a bit fictional or semi-fictional. And uh, the the first things I did for Toppy were, oh, like there was a um, some pods growing in my garden, and and uh, a bit like you know, kind of going along the invasion yeah. of the body snatchers type thing. And then I also did uh, yeah. some messages, which I think I broke into three or four parts, where um, I, I walked from Weybridge um, to back to my house via the lake that's quite near us, and. Uh, you know, making it sound you know it's a bit all a bit weird, or, or was there something in the lake that's, and then bumping into, uh, Cromarty, or, or at least a character with Cromarty's voice, um, and, and so, yeah, I, that, that was just giving me the the ideas of of of, what, of, you know, doing that, and um, I remember Toppy saying to me when I did start the show. Well, you know, we we talked quite recently, and you didn't mention that you wanted to do a podcast, and I, and I was like, I. I literally decided the day I started recording yeah. that I was going to do. I mean, it was very similar when I did my my uh, poetry videos. Um, I, I literally went went to Bournemouth um, with a friend and decided I was going to get a new camera. Discovered that the camera had a good digital cam, like video camera on it, and then thought, okay what can I do with that? And very quickly, I mean, doing the videos and then bringing back Sutton Park, which, you know, only la- didn't last as long as the original. It was more of a mini-series, but um, yeah. the decision to do those things was very, oh, right, I can do that. 
okay, let's let's start. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, with the with the poetry, I always had plenty of material that you know, and, and it wasn't like I I just had to find some poems to read and maybe find a nice yeah. location. Uh, uh, do, you, do you did you see it very much as the next thing as far as um, getting your work out there, being creative, uh, all, all that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, there, there is that element to it. I mean, I did poems very early on from from you know from the start i do less poetry on the show these days and it's not because i've run out of of poems as such i'm still doing because if you remember as you were you came to quite a few of the shows i was doing i when i was still writing new poetry which i'm sort of not writing poetry at the moment because i feel like i want to break from it um but i i like it's nice to be able to do it on the show or, or to perform on the show. But as you remember, I used to do shows at the Poetry Cafe. So I do shows about my latest book, but then I was also starting to do... It's 10, it's ten years since this book came out, and I'll do a night with yeah. just poems. From, and that's what I still do on the podcast. The books that I released in the 10s in the are now hitting their 10th anniversary. So I'm still... Even though I'm not doing... I haven't done a live show... Um, at the Poetry Cafe since 2016, I, I I'm still celebrating um, all the books as they come out and doing 10th anniversary episodes of the podcast. So this year there may not be much poetry, like every episode, but there will be three or four episodes because 2011 was a very prolific year for me and my poetry. I released three books that year, so there'll be at least three episodes this year, and it's also the twenty. It's also the twentieth anniversary since my first book, so there may even be four episodes this year that are all about poetry. But at least, you know, in a way that works quite well. If you're not interested in poetry, you can skip that episode. If you do like poetry, yeah. you'll know where they are. What I was going to say is, I don't think I, when I started, I wanted to set exactly what the show was going to be about. I wanted it to be about everything and anything. Um, yeah, I didn't want to. to to say it was just going to be a film podcast or, or a music podcast would have meant there was, and not to den- denigrate people who do just do that, but for me, I wanted to not know what was around the corner or or to be able to say, okay, we're going to do this this time. or we, and, some, and, and things like doing travelogues. I mean, I, 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 wish, I wish it was easier to do video still. I probably would... I probably would do, you know. I mean, it's not easy to travel at the moment, anyway. But um, I have done episodes of the podcast from places I've travelled in the last five years. Had it been easier to do, I'm, I might have done video episodes of those trips. Yeah. But actually, I only did audio episodes, which really, I mean, I took plenty of photographs. But obviously, doing an audio episode in Venice isn't quite as exciting as a video episode but i it does make you look for different things so if you go to venice you start to think oh the bell if the bells ring then you make sure you get those um or 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 i I would think well maybe i need to have a plot line as well or story um because i can't give as much of venice to the listeners as i could as a video maker um yeah although i now have a a a, a fairly small but very uh, you know uh, um high definition uh video camera so if ever you need a game to record anything in the future i've got i think it's the i think it's the editing thing that really um uh knocked it on the head for me slightly in that it, it was just not as easy to 
it just wasn't yeah. as easy to edit the um, the, the finished project. The yeah. the the when there are so many places you can edit things, but they're just not as easy as that Windows Movie Maker uh, I used yeah. to have access to, which was just so simple to use. I have to say with. Edit uh, editing, I sympathise very deeply because um, I, uh, you know, I, obviously I I, w- I was making films for fifteen years. Um, what I think one of the uh, one of the things I've always identified as the straw that broke the camel's back was my attempts to get into digital editing uh, because I couldn't really carry on as I was doing, you know, with, with stop pausing a tape and I was still doing that in the early. Noughties, it was it was starting to look very ropey and and i was thinking well and and i couldn't i didn't realize i, I it took me five years effectively to to master it and get finally get once i mastered it you know i've got everything digital everything it was it's much easier and I'm, I'm okay with editing now but that five years was very damaging to my confidence you know i i didn't i didn't I, uh, you know, I made my last film in 2008, by which time I had, that was a breakthrough year as far as, far as editing goes. But by that time, I'd, I hadn't made a film. Well, I made, I, you know, I hadn't, that was my first film for two years. And previous to that, there was only, a, you know, it was starting to get two year gaps and you lose the impetus. So I, I think editing, if you can't get it right, then it, it can, it, you know, it can really dent... It could take the momentum out of, um, I mean, out of these well, things. When I, start, when I started the podcast, um, I thought, well, I'm going to record the pilot episode, which was a very short episode, about 15 minutes. Um, and I went, I walked up the road from the house and uh, went sort of down to the canal and just recorded some little bits and pieces. And I think over the next few days, did some silly voices, did some funny little sketches. It was almost like how I did the Beaches broadcasting um, yeah. It was going to be like a little. It was almost like going to be like an audio or radio version of Beaches Broadcasting. In that it was, yeah. I, I just wanted to see what it sounded like put together. And, and I think yeah. at that point I was still thinking, oh well, it might. I'll put this out in the summer. But it, it came. But and there was there was a lot of there was a big learning curve because I needed to find an audio editing software. I wanted to do this all for free, if possible, and I needed to find a host. To, which wouldn't be free but I needed to how do I do a logo how do I do this how can I a lot of these things things like Photoshop I mean I didn't use Photoshop but I used something similar and um, I, I'd, I'd never done things like that I wasn't familiar with photo, with Photoshop um, so I, it was quite a, a steep learning curve but um, I think I've, as I've said to you before if, if you have a I, I found if you're not sure how to do something, type into Google yeah. how do I do how do I put words on a photo or how can I make a That's logo right, yeah. and and you'll find someone someone somewhere will have, have discussed it and uh, I was able to work my way through all those by just by doing that sort of thing. Uh, although I knew other podcasters, I uh, it's one of those things where uh, talking to someone about it wasn't necessarily going to be the way to the, yeah. the, the solution you need to kind of do it, it uh, um and, and i wasn't you know sure whether it was going to be a long-term thing or, or a short-term thing or hello and welcome to the shy life podcast with me shy yeti yes i'm not quite sure what's going to happen in this first show i'm just going to try a lot of different things and see what works best yep Okay, right, let's get started. Play the music. 
before I continue much further, I just kind of wanted to share with you why I'm trying to do this podcast. Uh, those of you who will remember my videos on YouTube under Mr. Shayeti will be thinking, perhaps, why don't I go back to doing that? Well, you know, that was fun, but it did get to the stage where the editing became a problem. I'm hoping that won't be the same case with the editing of this show, but we shall see. Uh, I do want to do different things, though, with the podcast. Uh, I, I myself have started listening to some really good podcasts in the last two or three years. I will mention my favourites at some point. But I think I've learned a lot of, t- a lot of tips from listening to those shows. And, and one of the things you know, I have learned myself is that I would listen to a podcast in a situation that I would never have the time to listen to, say, a video, watch a video. Um, I, I listen to podcasts while I'm doing work, while I'm commuting. Uh, it, it's a completely different form of communication and um, you know I, I've got ideas for my show that are you know perhaps a little bit like the videos I used to make I want to sort of make them lots of little segments perhaps with different people uh, I want to mix in my traveling with my poetry and my writing um, I might record things if I do any shows um, on you know as I say on holiday perhaps yeah, and I have guests, and I want to talk about old films, sort of perhaps more obscure films. Uh, well, I want to talk about lots of all the things that make up the shy life, the shyety's life. And um, now, as far as length is concerned, well, hey, um, I have read a lot of things that said all oh, podcasts should only be twenty-two minutes long. And to be honest, I, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts that are far longer than that, and I and I, and I like. All, you know, <laughs> I like all different sorts of length, yeah. And uh, so I am going to see how my show works out. And I probably won't do more than an hour uh, at most, but I might do half hour. I, sh- I shall see. Uh, it may change from episode to episode. I'm going to record quite a lot of material to start with and piece together some episodes in advance so that. Um, before I put the first episode out, I already have a few more recorded. Um, anyway, um, so I shall move on now, and um, I may come back to the subject, I may talk more later, but um, let's see what happens next. Thank you for listening. Um, I've got a couple of uh, letters here that uh, I think they're actually sort of well wishes uh, about the new show so uh, that's quite exciting uh, one of them is from a gentleman named Charlie Gurr um, it's quite well known where he comes from um, Charlie Gurr says I always did think that you had a face for radio well thank you Charlie and the other one here is from, can't quite make out the name, Katrina something or other. Anyway, she says, Is it true that when you used to make your videos, you ended up on the video nasty list? Oh, no, it's not true, Katrina. Thank you for writing in, though, anyway.
Mr. Mosquito. Mr. Mosquito, quite ferocious. His table manners most atrocious. He'll do his worst now as you're sleeping, in your ear hole deeply creeping. Busy buzzing has his way. He plans to dine but will not pay. Some claim he cares not why attacks. Just keep an eye out, just don't relax. A horrid, hovering, winged beast. You are his brunch, his midnight feast. Mr. Mosquito, quite persistent. Don't think to him you'll be resistant. Repellent sprays just make you wetter, whilst pills and potions work no better. Those creams you use applied too late just help attract them and seal your fate. Some claim he cares not who he'll hurt. He'll chew your veins until they spurt, until your head begins to throb. Oh boy, he don't half love his job. Mr. Mosquito, quite a sucker, your blood is what he likes for supper. Your tasty neck, your juicy flesh, that crimson nectar tastes so fresh. He'll zoom about without you knowing, steal all he needs and then be going. Some claim he cares not whom he bites, from the lowest to the highest heights. How strong his thirst, so very vast, I suspect he's saving you till last. Mr. Mosquito, quite mistaken, so drunk on life he's looking shaken, a risky choice his way to be. It takes its toll and isn't free. With all this guzzling there's no denying it's tiring work to be forever flying. Some claim he should have known the dangers, slurping blood from total strangers. But he met his match, the town vampire. Mr. Mosquito is now retired. things that uh, you learn when you are a librarian is that you can't trust books I mean they will lie to you <laughs> not all of them not all of them it's like, they're like children you know some are more honest than others um, politicians you know books are the same um, you have to be very careful some of them will come and tell you that you know I've got some uh, I've got some at the moment that say they were published in 2017 which you know, it's 2016, they clearly haven't been published in 2017. That is, unless they've come through some sort of time portal, which I guess is possible, but um, unlikely, unlikely. Um, so, as I was saying, uh, one of my jobs is to buy new books for the library, which is great. Uh, really enjoyable, I enjoy doing that. One of the sadder parts is when I have to decide to get rid of them, uh, which ones are going to go. Um, sometimes they're just not being used anymore and we, have, we are a very small library we do need to kind of make space for new things to come in but um, you know it's, it's always difficult it's always difficult but um, the other thing going back to what I was saying about books lying um, it's not so much lying as occasionally they will sprout chapters new chapters yeah, it's true, it is honestly true I mean they are trees after all or they come from trees but um, you know the trouble is you have to keep an eye on all of the books because you know after they've been there for a while and if the air is sl slightly damp then um, yeah you, you, you can quite easily find new chapters developing inside the books uh, and they won't necessarily be of the subject you want either so you could be reading 
I don't know, 21 leaders of the 21st century, but inside a chapter from a Jackie Collins has suddenly sprouted. Or, or, or you might be reading, I don't know, leadership therapy or something, and inside you've got J.K. Rowling, which, you know, nothing wrong with Harry Potter, but it doesn't belong there. So you have to be so careful. But um, I've got a book here that's uh, been on the shelf about five years. It's developed... Um, a few chapters from Alice in Wonderland. So I, I, I'm going to show you what I do. I have to remove them. It, it's not a, you know, it's, it's a brutal process, but ultimately has to be done. So I hope this isn't distressing for anyone. So I've got the, I've got the chapter here, which shouldn't be here, and I have to rip it out. There's another one here. I have to rip it out. Um, if you do it quickly, they don't feel any pain. So you really have to get on with it, do it. And, ooh, that's nasty. Mm. I have to get a bit of sellotape for that one. So, it's leaking a few words. And this is the last, there we go. So that book is back to normal now, it's as it should be. Um, book on the environment. And uh, now it doesn't have those Alice in Wonderland chapters inside it. Well, I mean, I'd rather have Alice in Wonderland here in the library. It's more more interest to me, but sadly, no, it doesn't belong here. So, anyway, we may come back to this another time, but uh, I hope it hasn't been too distressing to, to listen to. I just thought it'd be interesting for you to see some of the things I have to do in my job as a librarian. Another time I may discuss the magic of shushing. Shh! See, yeah, it's not just shushing is a is something you get taught in library school. It's not it's not as simple as you might think. But uh, that's that's a story for another day. But, uh, anyway, meanwhile, elsewhere. Hello, my name is Damius Twinklehorn. I'm an actor. Uh, I am here to just discuss with you a number of the films that I was in. Um, you may have seen me in a number of Hammer films during the 1960s. Uh, I played a tree, a, a tree, uh, during during Tickle the Heart of Dracula in 1966, and again I played the back end of a horse during Pick the Nose of Frankenstein in 1968. I must say it was quite a thing, quite a quite an experience. Um, I was also in a number of 70s horror movies, many of them made in Italy. I, I played a pigeon in, in, um, Slash the Face of Juliet uh, in 1971. And, um, I was also, well, I was a stunt double for the main female lead, um, because I have very delicate ankles. Yes, very delicate uncles, for that matter. <laughs> it's just my little joke. <laughs> I shall be back soon, when I shall talk to you more about my my experiences in the movie business. This is Damius Twinklehorn signing out. <laughs> Bye. I'm sorry, dearie, what is it you wanted to say? Really? Tell me what you want. Can I help you? What do you... Really?
Did you like the first show that I did? Did, did you like it? You're not sure? Maybe you need to listen to it again. Second time. Yeah? Oh. That doesn't sound... What was that? Like a 5 out of 10 review? Yeah? 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 I think that's probably a 5 out of 10. I hope, hope everyone else enjoyed it a little bit more than that. Maybe next episode. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, it was a little bit uh, rough around the edges, but we can only get better. We really can only get better. Okay, well, join me next time, and uh, I'll say goodbye for now. Goodbye for now! First, um, my first special guest, and I think it was just because he happened to be. Now, the other thing about starting the podcast is that I'd had like eighteen months of um, being unwell due to um, some um, blood pressure medication that had uh, had a bad reaction, but it, it didn't have a bad reaction overnight. It had a slow reaction, and I ended up with my legs all bandaged as you'll remember and uh, and that was a lot of time off work a lot of going to the health clinic every you know sometimes every day sometimes three times a week sometimes uh, hospital trips um, uh, all sorts of things and it was in April 2016 that uh, for for about two or three weeks or whatever uh, I I was going to this lymphedema clinic and um, I was having this treatment and and, and after I'd had that treatment, I was going to move on to the next stage where I wasn't going to have to be wandering around like a mummy or half a mummy. Um, and I kind of thought, well, one of the things that would be nice to give me an excuse to go out would be if I did this podcast and it would be... I didn't want to do it like set in a studio with... You know, I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be everything. Maybe some episodes would be like that, but I also wanted to be able to go and visit somebody, or chat to someone in a park, or go, or record when I'm on holiday. Or when it comes to knowing that I would have the chance to exercise a bit more regularly, I wanted to have an excuse um, to do something out and about. Um, and one of my first guests, or my first proper guest, was my old school friend uh, Paul Hillier. But it just happened that he came to visit, um, and, and I was doing episode one, I think, at that point, and I sort of said, oh, do you want to talk about school days? So we, we talked about... I know that Paul has particular memories of our shared school days, where he still resents some of what our headmistress was like, um, even to this day. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so I knew he'd make uh, for a good guest. Hello. Well, today I am out in the Surrey countryside. I'm here with my, my friend Paul, who I went to primary school with. Um, hello, Paul. Hello. Hello. Um, 
Is there anything that you can think of? Any particular anecdotes that are clean? Well, they should be clean. We were only kids, but are there any stories that aren't going to get us into trouble about your t- time when we were at school together? Yeah, well, there was that time that I fell down the stairs on my honeymoon, but that... This is not... <laughs> you were game, but not at school. You weren't at school then, I no. hope. The first, the first holiday that, I went, that we went on not really a holiday. We went to the Brecon Beacons. Oh yes, we went to Stock Primary School. Yes, that's right. That was that was actually my last week of primary education. Was uh, yeah. Well, I had two that... two. So the first one, school organised loosely as a holiday, for in order to get permission from parents. And when you actually got there, it was Starlag Four, <laughs> and 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 essentially you were you were there to work and. And look at maps, and, yeah. and and it got to about eight o'clock in the evening. I said, "This is ridiculous." I, I, I do mean, remember. I do <laughs> when remember are we finishing. I do remember it being quite. You know, I, I do remember some of the countryside being. I do remember some of it fondly, but I also remember it was one of the first times I'd been away from home, and um, and I remember. I, I think I was ringing my mum. I don't know if I'd done that a couple of times, but I, I think it had been decided or, or was decided by the headmistress that uh, no more co- no more people calling back home. We're away from home. That's the whole point. And I remember. Um, I think I was the last person, and then in the queue and I was on the phone and maybe she turned up and she was saying no more calls no more calls yeah, she was uncomfortable with people making outside contact. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is true now nowadays you'd sue but I remember being quite upset and I was talking to my mum and I was being all sort of I guess it's really nice and and being quite <laughs> sort of oh I'm gonna, when I put the phone down I'm not going to be able to call her again it's, I remember being quite a, you know being quite upsetting and, and I don't think that you know that the headmistress really thought about the fact this was the first time that a lot of us at the age of 10 or 11 mm. had been away from home um, well that, that's right and and also the big difference is this was her idea of what a holiday should be whereas of course as you get older <laughs> yeah. you realize actually holidays should be fun yeah. and should be things that you you want well do. i suppose they did need to kind of have some sort of learning involved in it but even so um it it, it was it was quite traumatic. I didn't learn anything from it. I, I learned how much I hate the Brecon Beacons. <laughs> I liked and, it. And, I liked it. Well, but... we went, I can't remember very much about. We went to a national park, I think. It was very pretty. I remember. Us, I remember the best bit was when we, um, we all, because because although we had the headmistress was there, we had um, the the people who ran the place were had authority above her mm. and um we'd been somewhere for a big walk and they said when we got back to the the van they said right everyone jump in the, mm. the river and she was furious about that she was yeah. kind of like no oh, they can't do that they can't do that and she and, and the person in charge was like i'm sorry <laughs> this, is, this is i'm in control uh, well, well, and also you know from their point of view they think well if you if you had been around instead of you know, drinking elsewhere, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, perhaps this wouldn't have happened. But as you chose I don't know who would have to absent yourself, uh-huh. you can't really then start complaining about what what took place. I don't know whether I don't know. Um, yeah, cause she wasn't actually there, was she? I, I, she wasn't there, and no, neither was the other teacher. No, I, I, um, I don't know what would happen if we'd all be washed out of the stream, though. But uh, yeah. well, I mean, obviously, we can't go into details because of legal reasons, but. <laughs> But essentially, it was a derogation of duty. And, and, and nowadays, you'd sue, and you'd say, I'm sorry. We probably wouldn't be allowed to do any of, any of what we did at school. No, right? that's right, yeah. But that, anyway, that was, that was the first occasion when that's we were the, away. That's the first time. But I remember some of our first 
recordings were were done before um before i got to come i I must have decided that i was going to do it in a gap between you know know, we usually see each other in normal times we used we'd see each other about every month every six weeks so i must have decided to to do it around the time that uh uh you know maybe in the gap in between seeing you once and then and seeing you the next time because um i i with typical enthusiasm, I couldn't wait until I saw you next, which wouldn't have been that long. I, 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 we talked, and I turned the speakerphone on, so and I recorded you speaking via the speakerphone the first time. Yeah, you appeared. that's right. Uh, I remember that. Yes, yeah, that's and, right. And, and that was one of the uh, the early episodes. Before we got really sophisticated and do it uh, as we are doing as we speak yeah. uh, by uh, Skype. Hello. Hello, is that you, Paul? Oh, Nick. Nick, is that you? Hello, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, oh, well, what a coincidence! It, it's funny. I, I, I was, um, I, I was going to ask you if you, if you'd like to be a guest on my podcast. Is that something you'd be up for? I'd be absolutely delighted. I don't think I've got anything on. Uh, <laughs> well, good. Well, get yourself, get yourself into a jet dressing gown, and then we'll speak. There's, so many people to talk about, so many TV programs to talk about, so many projects to talk about. Yeah, that sounds like it'll be more than one episode at this rate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, get... let's get talking, yes. Also, I mean, I've learnt, there are, I, I've learnt a few things with uh, uh, working on uh, the Shayeti podcast and, and RTA. Um, I, it was obviously... Uh, the early sort of years were around the time when well my my dad had just died my dad died early in 2016 and my mum died in 2018 and uh, I was looking to record memories and of course um, I was working on a couple of books at the time uh, the magnet memories and and life after where because uh, our co-author on the um, on the life after one was some something of a you, you had to work. Although he's he was a good writer, you had to work hard to get anything out of him. Um, I I'd been taping, I'd been recording interviews with him on the, the laptop with a with a great big mic, and um, of course working on the podcast with yourself, you you uh, introduced me to digital dictaphones. Um, and, uh, and and I thought, yeah, it really is time I got myself one of those. It would make this so much easier. And sure enough, it has. And I, I love my digital dictaphone. And of course, I use it every time I do the podcast. And um, and it, I, I wouldn't be without it now. And I, was, I did loads of interviews with my mum uh, on it uh, uh, when when Which, she didn't have much uh, time. Left. Used on yeah. the show. Uh, so, um, I mean, I mean. That was another thing that I wanted to do when I started, was I wanted to be as tech basic as possible. I didn't yeah. want lots of, I didn't want lots of equipment, so I wanted to record. I'd been recording messages for Toppy on my iPhone, which I think, and that was another thing. I got a new iPhone around yeah. the time that I, in the same way as I got a new camera around the time I started my videos, I got a new iPhone around the time I started the podcast, yeah. and then realised how good the recording yeah. was. I wanted, and although I did get some other recording devices which we I sometimes use and which yeah. you use and which you're using now yeah uh, I wanted I didn't I didn't really want too much tech um, if it meant that I couldn't record an episode from the center of Venice because I wasn't able to set up my equipment then 
that was a problem, so I needed to find ways yeah. of recording but the thing out is, and about. Back in the day, I, I used to take uh, my mini tape recorders to parties and get vox pops of there with the, th- the things I could have done with this little beauty. Um, it, 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 it's amazing, but it's ironic, really. You were saying that um, uh, you, you wanted to keep it tech, low, low, low tech, <laughs> low tech, and in, 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 in keeping it low, well, in, in what you've done has actually kind of inspired me twice over to to sort of streamline things because I not only do I bought a digital dictaphone when I went round to your place I think probably in 2019 uh, and we we just uh, I, I realized you were uh, like many people you're working entirely from a laptop and you were able to do because you're just as demanding as I am when it comes to things working with the computer because you've got lots of projects on and um, I thought, well, actually, you know, you've got a nice little setup there. And um, I thought, well, really, maybe it, it, that would be an attractive idea. And I came, I came home after that first meeting, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to, because I had a bit of money given to me by mum, and uh, I kind of went out and bought a really nice spec uh, laptop, which I'm using as we speak. And um, you know, it's revolutionised uh, the compute my work uh, at home. You know, I've, I've just—it's so good. I think that's another thing: is that I don't want to be so worried about. You know, um, you know, we, we do an episode, do an episode, and then Toby goes and what does does the washing up in the middle, yeah, in the background. I mean, um, you could be really worried about that, or you could just say, "Well, that's that is a very naturalistic yeah, situation." Yeah, you're recording from home. I don't think so. Uh, um, it, I, it, I, similarly, I don't want it to be like yeah. it's in a studio. I don't want. To, I want it to be homegrown, homemade. Absolutely. Um, For example, whilst we've been recording this little bit in the last few minutes, um, Ali's popped in. I usually didn't say anything because she knows we're recording, but she's popped in, asked me if I wanted a cup of tea by putting a tea sign up, and, and came back with a cup of tea. And, uh, and we, we are none the wiser, you know. I'm kind of. It's 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 happening all around us and. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. If Dealey happened to turn up now and wanted to start him meowing, then great, I've got a recording of Dealey on the show. Exactly. Uh, um, exactly. Because there he's... are plenty of podcast. There are plenty of podcasts you can listen to if you're if you're looking for hundred percent pristine sound. Yeah. But you don't have De- they don't have Dealey in it. They don't have uh, they don't have us in it. So. Again, with hindsight, I mean this is going off the track a bit, but with hindsight, because uh, I used to record Doctor Who on audio. And I would shush everyone, and and the, but the first one, I, I wish I'd kept my first recording of it because I it was in the days before it occurred to me to shush everyone, and my sister was still living at home, and people it was my with part four of the Invisible Enemy, which was the Doctor Who I'd, I'd audioed, and uh, my you've got my dad coming out of the the bathroom, and uh, and you you've got my sister asking, uh, having an engaged in a conversation with my mum about who. Louise Jameson was engaged to, or something, of, or uh, or Mum making all this canine, and and I wish I'd actually not not ordered because I mean you know it would have made me a bit of a nicer person anyway. But it, I wish I hadn't told people to shut up now because you know the DVDs, the videos, they're all just around the corner, and you you soon enough you'd have a pristine copy, and. Um, uh, and yeah, State of Decay doesn't sound. The first episode of State of Decay doesn't sound uh, quite right without my cat mewing in the in the middle of the TARDIS scene. 
Um, I think that that exists because uh, it's on, it's on one of the RPSs, but <laughs> but no, I, I, it just as little recordings. I don't like the look of this. I, I, I really don't. Martin, look at look at this. Um, what is it? Uh, yeah, Uncle John. Well, Paul's talking to Nick. He's talking to Nick. He's talking to Nick all about the, uh, uh, you know, the fifth anniversary of uh, of the Shy Life podcast. Uh, yeah. So. Well, shouldn't he be talking to us? Uh... Uh, I don't know. Maybe he will do. Maybe I've talked to some of the others as well. Oh, doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it to me. I think he's talking to Nick about how the show began and uh, he's going to put clips in. And, uh, well, that's a good point. Why why, why aren't the others here? What, you know, why aren't we there? Why aren't, I don't know, Andrew and Lisa and... All the other guests, what are they here? I, I really don't know. Um, yes, Uncle John, I, I, I really don't care. Uh, as long as they're, you know, it's nice that they're marking the event some way. Uh, you can't really have all of the people involved in the show here. Uh, I guess that's why he'll be putting clips in, to represent all the other people. Oh, well, it's not right. It's, it's not right, I tell you. Uh, well, <laughs> all right, <laughs> whatever you say. I, I don't know why you're hanging around here anyway. Have you got something to prepare for? You, you, you what? Well, uh, uh, according to Ick, you and Cromarty uh, uh, are going to be announcing the, the naming of your stars uh, later this episode. Is, is that right? Uh, oh, yeah, the naming of the stars. Yes, uh, for, for listeners who may have forgotten, uh, Cromarty and I bought some stars, well, for Mr Trowbridge. Uh, well, when I say bought them, we, I don't know, hired them? Anyway, we get to name them. And uh, yes, that's right, we're going to announce who we are naming the stars after later this show. Yes, well, I'm sure the listeners will remember that. Yeah, well, I wouldn't guarantee it, I really wouldn't. Well, all right then. Um, shush, shush now. I'm just trying to listen to Paul. What? Oh, yeah, you disgust me. You, you disgust me, Martin. I'd swap you with Martin Holmes in a heartbeat. I really would. He's much more reliable. Well, that's not very nice. Well, yeah, it might not be, but it's true. Going back to the start, I want to scamper quickly through um, the, the the sort of points along the way. Um, 
Um, but when I came to deciding on the, ti- the title of the podcast, it went back to a book of poetry I'd done, which was also called The Shy Life, which really was just a pun on the high life. Yeah. And, um, and it's it sort of being sort of the high life being an expression to me, to, to me you know you know you're having a great time and you're uh, and also there's obviously it's a play on on Chayeti and which had been my sort of um, nickname at that point for 10 years already yeah. going back to the, the poetry so um, I, I think I just thought that was an easy title to repurpose um, uh, uh, for, for the podcast um, because I didn't really know I you know, it's it's the life of Shariety. You know, uh, I I don't I and, and that covers whatever happened. I wanted to cover, as if I'd have called it the film and music podcast or something. I, then there would have, there'd be lots of times when that didn't happen. That didn't happen. So it's a sort of gen- deliberately general title to cover whatever I wanted to cover. But, yeah. Uh, but 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 looking back to the early episodes, I, I can see like episode two we discuss vinyl so that comes round again um i mean 2016 because i'd been off work and 2015 as well i did i was buying a lot of vinyl so and i think i thought that was a good sort of you know we could talk about vinyl for a bit with different guests and stuff so there was bits and pieces about vinyl in the early days which has sort of come back in the last well since lockdown really but um in episode three we you know we we hit the ground running. We we were off to Amsterdam uh, in by episode three because it just happened that that was around the time of Callum's birthday, um, and um, Harry was um, in episodes five and six, so he showed up early on. As early as episode eight, we were talking about Sutton Park. Um, I, I'm kind of glad episode nine. Um, it was it it was um, my very last poetry cafe show to date was for my book A Yeti Way of Thinking in yeah. 2016 and I did a um, I, I did a sort of podcast episode from that show including stuff that I recorded on the night and then I also I think I did a little bit of fictional stuff with characters coming in who, as well as the real people who were there like Callum and your, I think yourself and and, uh, and and people from work who came along we did the Yeti Way of Thinking on like a Friday night and I think that might be the time when you drove me, you well, Ali drove us home afterwards because episode ten it says um, that we that it was recorded in Charlton and Salisbury and there was a, prof, a, a proper chat with with um, old friend Nick Goodman. So, hey. so I think that was episode ten was your first, uh, although I'm sure you'd been in episode nine as well at the the show. But uh, um, it, it is very much a diary um, when you go back to it, thinking, oh yes. This have arrived at our destination, Amsterdam Zoo. We are currently watching two ratty-like creatures eating vegetables. I can't say I'm envious. I'm still not back on my food after my stomach bug. <laughs> anyway, you certainly wouldn't want to meet one of those on a dark night under your floorboards. There are lots of birds in this part of the zoo. There are there are flamingos with goodness knows what they've got in them. They've got weed, like whole chunks of weed. Not weed, not naughty weed, not smoking weed. Like weed, sort of weed that grows in a pond. Um, and um, and there are herons as well. I don't. I'm not sure the herons are actually part of the exhibit. They might have just flown in. They're, they're, 
they seem to be everywhere. I think um, there are lots of um, local birds who realise that if you come to the zoo, you probably get a free feed up. So, uh, yeah, sitting on the roof of the reptile house, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I can see about ten herons or similar birds waiting waiting to see what the pelicans are going to get fed. So, if I was more into fish and felt more like eating, maybe I'd do the same, but no, not, not now, not today. I sure wouldn't like to battle with them. They've, they've got sharper bills than I've got. Meats yes. was very good. We, we both... Were we, we self-catering? Yes, we were. In the, well, it was a weird self-catering. It was a hotel, but it was like a big a room with a, with a hob. But, fun, so, but it was quite good. And we kept on doing a, a meatball-y type yeah. We had quite a good delicatessen. There was a quite good delicatessen nearby. That's right. You, you went to a club and you, oh, yes. and and I got scared because you couldn't see what the club was. That's right. So you sat and I was like, oh, I've got a headache. I'm just going to go back now. You you go Did to you it. Wait you outside to for a bit. Oh, no, no, not very long. Um, and then I went back to the hotel. Trouble is, we only had one key, so oh, I had to try and stay awake, and I didn't. And then, then the next thing I know, you're knocking on the door. Probably after about five minutes, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Let me in now. Well, whoa, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> and. Um, and yeah, we went to the gallery. I like that gallery because it's got the, the art gallery, the modern art gallery. That's it's yes. got really good views of the city. Yes. And um, well, we this is very beautiful anyway. And we went to it? went to another gallery up in the hills a bit more. Well, you both of us have been back with different friends. Um, it's yeah. it's some, I've, and I've used it as bases for other travels and trips and things. It is a nice city. Yeah. Time is the thug. When he looks into the mirror, it looks to him as if he's melting. At least he's not alone. It's not just him, but all of them. All of those whom he grew up with. Has so much time really gone by? Who is it who actually allowed this to happen? Who had the right? It only seems mid since they were all so beautiful. But all that beauty, all that glamour is rapidly fading now. Soon it will only be preserved in old photos. Soon it will be gone. Life's biggest, cruelest joke. There is no comeuppance to this thief. Time is the thug that karma ignores. A bully who will never face justice. I spoke to Callum's sister, Julie, uh, for episode 11, and she is... Um, I mean, she was quite an achiever at the time, but she's gone on to um, to do so much more um, in the last five years since since then. And it was just at the point when she was starting to sort of involve with politics. And yeah. uh, uh, I recorded with Joe quite early on. Now, I'd never recorded Sutton Park, I don't think, with, with Joe. Um, but I knew she'd done sort of local radio uh, on occasion. And... Um, Unfortunately, it was difficult to get her somewhere that was totally quiet. It's actually been easier since we've been using Zoom and Skype, and we've been able to do chats on that. Yeah. But a lot of the episodes that she and I did were recorded whilst we were in the pub. Yeah. Um, which, you know, uh, ha- ha- brings noises of its own. But uh, um, 
but I, I kind of liked that. And I think the audience liked it because I know Joe certainly became a very popular uh, person to, you know, people would ask me, is she coming back? Are you going to... Oh, that's nice. So, so, so the fact that it was in a pub obviously didn't bother those people because they, you know, you could hear her, what she was saying. You could um, you could tell we had a banter. Um, Lisa and Troby were in episode 13 and they've always said to me that after we did their chat, again in a pub in Winchester, um, that's what gave them the idea to do around the archives. So, yes, indeed. Um, I, I, so that that's sort of interesting. Um, but um, an episode 15, 16 was the first, were the first episodes with Doppy Smelly. So I got him back on, on my show quite early on in the day. <coughs> I got my niece involved. Yeah. Um, sort of pretty pretty early on she was in episode 18 we did a very very silly episode where we were kind of just ad-libbing and um about setting up a, a band and uh but we're just bouncing off each other silly ideas it, it, it was you know really good fun So yeah, well, obviously now being the Green Party as well, I have a lot more to do with animals, as, mm. you, as you might imagine, which is, which is a good thing. I have a, a strong, I do have a, two cats and a dog, and anything else that's living in the house I don't know about. And um, they are all from Wood Green, which is a national um, animal shelter. Which is what we did, the um, the show that, that you arranged. That was, the right. that, was, that was the charity, wasn't it? That's right, it was. And I'm also doing a fire walk for them later this year so uh, I'm not a big fundraiser that's not really my my talent but um, I, I try to help where I can what, what is the f- I know a bit about the fire walk but explain a bit more about what that involves to be literally. honest I don't know yeah. I don't know I just thought I could do that without thinking <laughs> well I thought I probably can do that is just what I thought no, that was the extent of my knowledge I think I think we have some kind of training or something beforehand but as far as I'm See, I used to be part of a, I used to have a company where to sort of make a point about women's self-belief, we taught them how to karate chop blocks of wood in half. So I'm thinking it's probably like that. It's to do with kind of mental preparation and other smoke and mirrors and stuff, which is fine. You know, but just to me, it's like, I'm not even bothered about that. It's just an easy thing. It doesn't worry me. It won't worry me on the day. I've done far more scary things than that. So it was just a way to, you know, they were doing it. Oh, I said, I'll do it. This is before any of the politics yeah. stuff yeah. came into my life. So, um, we went to the theatre a lot at one stage. We did. That was my winter of discontent. All in one winter, was it? Yes. Well, I've broken up with Matthew, mm. if you remember. The tragic circumstances of that, and I realised what a dickhead he was. Um, so, um... <laughs> he, he won't be listening, will really. he? No, 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 there's no way. There's a snowflake in a warm place is chance he's listening. So, no, I mean, he's fine. We just weren't suited yeah, to each yeah. other. That's yeah. the basis there. Um, and I sort of spent, I sort of realised I'd invested so much of my spare time and whatnot in my relationship with Matthew that I hadn't really kept up friendships and things. And you and I haven't kept in touch that frequently, really, have we? probably have been, you probably had so many letters, though, because you seem to have lots of letters from you, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> Some hand even opened yet. <laughs> no, I haven't. So you never got the one that said shove off. Obviously not. Obviously not. Yeah, so anyway, so that, that happened. I thought, I just realised, you know, I haven't really invested in other friendships. So um, I thought I had to make up a bit of ground. And also there were things that I wanted to do that Matt was never interested in doing. Um, but you were, which yeah. was nice. So we, did, we spent kind of a winter, really, didn't we, going on to... Well, you were in London most weekends anyway. What are your what are your mem- memories of being? I've used a few clips of you on Southern Park, Andrew. And um, do you have any particular memories of episodes that you filmed? Or I I always used to enjoy Southern Park, and because uh, it was basically an excuse to improvise and be silly. Yeah. Um, but I used to remember. I quite liked being the sort of, it's not so far from the truth anyway, the sort of mad scientist yeah. character version of myself. This is how I, I, I did, when I was doing an intro to this, I did describe you as being the science person. A bit, a bit science Yeah, a bit science um, So I, one of my favourite ones is the one when we had the rogue Santa Claus. Yeah. And we had to, it was full of evil and it was... A hundred foot tall or something, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, basically achieved by holding it up by its leg up to the camera and behind some trees, yeah. in front of some trees, so it looked huge. And we'd set up an, an experiment to get all the evil out of it. And it was actually loosely based on some real science <laughs> that I sort of vaguely did at the time. But you take you had this giant ball that you sucked the evil out of us. You ended up with a giant silver ball. And the idea was to do fractional distillation on it so you could slowly get off the evil of it. Um, And we did this by sticking the giant ball on top of a kaplunk tube and then having a load of small silver balls come out the other end. (laughs) And all these silver balls escaped and I think caused havoc. We were going to do a spoof sort of um, superhero based on our own characters. And I remember that he it didn't get that far. I think he did some drawings, but it didn't get that far. But because my name, Chandler, is all to do with ships and candles and supplies for ships, mm-hmm. um, I, the main character was called Candleman. Oh. And um, I can't remember what the, my power was supposed to be. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, think about it just for a second. It must have had flame or light or... It had to have been flame. Yeah, I mean, I remember he did all the drawings. And I, I one of the things that I don't remember how far we got with actually writing it. But um, but you might be thinking about superheroes. That's the first time I've thought about Candleman in years. <laughs> Candleman. <laughs> one of my creations. Paul, get this. Hot water bottle man. <laughs> I swear to God, I think I drew about, oh God, well, well over 40 issues of that. So what was it, did, did he like get into people's beds and make them warm? <laughs> well, uh, the, the original concept was quite primitive, but eventually, <clears throat> as I grew older and had a more mature sense of humor, <laughs> Hot Water Bottle Man would, instead of, like, fighting crime, he, he really brought comfort to the victims. Oh. So he had a cape, and he would wrap people in the cape and then give them the hot water bottle, 
and uh-huh. and suggests that they suck their thumb and or something like that. Uh, <laughs> so he was more of a bringer of comfort, but he would also solve the crime. Uh, often the uh, the uh, bad guy would get hit in the face by a thrown hot water bottle, which is you know quite a deadly weapon, really, and. <laughs> on this Saturday evening on Radio Way. If you're just tuning in, you are probably thinking to yourself, yeah, that's what I thought. You're thinking, what is this all about? Yeah, well, that's two of us. Well, it's a virtual pub that I create. Your man behind the bar and in front of it is Tim Mitchell. So I make this pub thing up every single week. <laughs> but the help of Gladys. And this week we've got Shy Yeti. He is our resident poet. He doesn't know that yet, but he's got to come back. <laughs> You're right there with the drinks, Paul. Yes, yeah, thank no, you. Yeah, Gladys, can you just move your walking stick? No, oh, thank you. I think there's a bit of something in floating in this one. <laughs> well, well, it could well be. Yeah, don't have time to clean it up, uh, mm. really. But uh, just while uh, Shy is uh, getting himself set up, <laughs> you're not going to guess. Guess what? Gladys is offered him one of those big trailers that you get on TV shows. You know, it's been the last last half hour, yeah, being at, well, been, well what it, what's been happening in the trailer? I mean, you've, you've had lots of free drinks and lots of pampering, haven't you? It's been, it's been good, yeah, it's good. It's, all, it's been good. I've got kissed as well. Kissed as well, <laughs> so, yeah. Thank goodness she's playing the piano. I'm about to eat a jelly bean that might be nice or might be horrible. Stay tuned, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Is it mm. What's it supposed to be again? Moldy cheese or caramel corn. I think it might be. I think it might be moldy cheese. No, you can tell if it's moldy cheese. Trust me. Yeah, but the thing is, moldy cheese can be quite nice. No, moldy cheese tastes like spoiled milk. Yeah, but some yeah, but if you have some like I, I we we had stinking bishop and I um we got it from a cheese shop and I uh, rehated it so I hid it in her room on top of her bookshelf where she couldn't read. Yeah, I think that might be moulded cheese, but it wasn't well, it wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah, no, I just hid some of it because it's really stinking. Really? Stinking bishop, yeah. Because it's got a sweet uh, there's a sweetness to it as well. <laughs> sweet moulded oh, cheese. Oh. 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 <laughs> so yeah, that was the good one. Well, it wasn't that. The, the, that was the, the good. If that was the good one, that's it wasn't that I mean. good. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. The only weird, the weirdest one. It was good for bad. It was good. For, if it was the bad one, it was quite good. If it was the good one, then it was quite bad. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Within the first twenty episodes, then I started asking other podcasters um, from shows I liked whether they'd be on Five Forty Eight or. Um, or, or 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 just other shows that I I listen to because I've been listening to podcasts for about five years or so by the time before I started doing my own. So I really had some sort of podcasting friends, and uh, but but I also uh, within the within the first year, any time I went on holiday, it, it, it was sort of part of the course. To I, I think before you around the time you started digitising Sutton Park. Um, before, before then, I, I was sort of—I had clips, but I wasn't sure how to get the audio off, and I'd just record clips off the TV. Um, but so that, the, so, so that the, I think it became 
sort of something that I thought, well, you know, I know some part of the video thing, but it's not to say the aud the audio um, is also interesting in its own right, hearing all these voices, hearing voices of people who are on the show now as they were 20 years ago yeah. or whatever. Um, um, or just, it, you know, you've got the videos as well, but it's not in, in the same way as when we were talking, when we've talked before and said how people put podcasts on, on YouTube. Yeah. It's sort of like the reverse, taking video and turning it into audio. Yeah. Um, or, or putting audio onto a video medium. So, yeah. it's sort of the, so I sort of did the reverse. Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, fascinating. Even I did not know that. Hello, Conky. How are you doing? Oh, uh, hi. Uh, I'm fine. I'm just listening to Paul uh, and Nick t- talking about the show. Uh, I, I will be interested to hear this final uh, version of the show when it has all the clips involved. It must be very difficult to pick things from across five years. Oh, yes. I imagine so. Well, <laughs> be- sort of limited dip into uh, some of the uh, uh, more memorable episodes. I'm not sure. Yes, yes. Mm, interesting. I I guess uh, we'll all be represented. It's a shame that we cannot be there to talk. Um, well, yes, but... Uh, well, it's good that Nick can be there. Yes, but we we are here. We, we could have talked to him. Well, yes, comedy, but... Uh, don't forget, I hope you're ready for the naming of the stars later on today. Oh, oh yes. Yes, yes, of, yes, of course. Absolutely. Yes, we shall be announcing uh, who we are naming our stars after. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's exciting, it's exciting. It's, uh, it's a nice way to be part of this fifth anniversary show. Yes, probably, I think so. It's a nice way. It's a positive thing. Yes, it's, uh, it's very positive. <laughs> you know, and, and in the first year, we we sort of started traditions that we've continued, like doing a Halloween episode, um, uh, doing a, like a birthday episode or a Christmas episode. We did our first live show, and although we did, I did those for many years. Although now we do the chatterbox shows which are recorded live, but they're not broadcast, because most of the people who used to listen to them live, because of the, cause when I started, although it's a bit more mixed now, uh, I started off with people in America listening to me. So, But obviously, if I was doing a broadcast show, it wouldn't necessarily be a very good time for the American audience. Yeah. So the people who were listening tended to be people in the UK or, or die-hard... Or die uh, sort of podcasting colleagues and friends who were also on the show so I think that's why we've developed into sort of um, well if, if they're there in the chat room they might as well be on the show so well, yeah. uh, so, so which is the sort of way we've done, we've done it but we did our first live show which again took took me learning technology and um, but in, in October 2016 we we did our first live show so um but I also, through, through podcasts, I sort of met people like Jay the Haunt Cub, who I listened to on his show, and it turned out he was listening to me on my show, uh, and and uh, you know, doing all the, doing all these different shows, or or, or sort of cross pollinating across podcasts. Um, 
met lots of different sort of people and I think I, I had I had the um, the sort of people like Ethan John and Damis Trunkelhorn came into the show quite early and their stories sort of developed and cross-pollinated uh, to the smell cast where there were a cast of characters so uh, I, I I think you know but we could I think I think we're still evolving I think we're still I think we're still changing I mean the the pandemic um, hasn't stopped you and I doing episodes uh, uh, it's just meant that uh, we, you know, we've used Skype or we've used Zoom uh, to, to record if we can't meet in person so yeah, absolutely. I I, prefer, I actually prefer this. I prefer Skype because um, I'm someone who likes to wibble around and and kind of um, move around and uh, you know I, I, I having the freedom of uh, not having to worry how you look or or connectivity is much better on Skype. Um, um, I find it much easier to work with. Hello listeners, it's me, Cuthbert the Robot. I'm just here to interrupt the show with some very important additional content. It's been a very busy edition, celebrating the 5th anniversary of the Shy Life podcast. We began by looking back to the early days, and in just a while we will witness the result of the naming of the stars. So you could say that we are moving from the past, to the present to, well, in a way we are now going to be looking to the future. We have three new chats with a number of recurring guests, so why not have a listen before we return to the final section of our extra special episode, exclamation. Hi listeners, it's me. Um, now, for this, uh, well, it's quite a special episode, and we've got a guest here who we haven't spoken to for a while. Uh, I don't think she even knows how special this episode is yet, but... Um, it's Bev from work. Hi, Bev from work. Hi, Paul. Hi, <laughs> listeners. How you doing? <laughs> uh, we're good. Um, now, I, I need to tell you why this episode is special. It's because this episode will be going out as part of our fifth anniversary episode. So we've been doing the show for, for five years and 435 episodes, something like that. And um, so, yes, um, it, it, I, I thought it was... It would, nice to be able to speak to you and have you on this special episode well thank you for having me and hip hip hooray five years that is a milestone that is wonderful <laughs> news and thank you listeners for tuning in each week and listening to the episodes and just thinking about the things that we talk about and the things we say so we celebrate you and thank you for being here because if it was not for you then there would be no show there'd be no listeners so hip it, hip hooray thank it, you it's uh uh, doing the show definitely kept me busy during lockdowns. I, I still released as many episodes as as, as usual, um, but it was never a chore. It was always it was always a good way of, of escaping into uh, a little podcast world. And, uh, but yeah, one, one of the things I have missed, and, and another reason this is special, this is one of the first times I've recorded outside for more than a few minutes uh, since about last summer. Um, because I don't have sort of very many areas I can go to when we're in lockdown. Um, I don't have a back garden. Um, 
my front yard is right by, by the railway station, so that's noisy. Um, so yeah, I, I think last summer in my, in my, on my summer holidays, the one place I went was some woods near my house, and I recorded in them. And, and this is possibly <coughs> now today the first time I've recorded outside um, for, for um, a while, because so, we're sort of at the moment we're edging out of um, the lockdown. Um, but yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Hey, hey! <laughs> if you go down the woods today, I'm sure you see someone. <laughs> so maybe going mean. down the woods today, yeah. Yeah. you might see Paul. I've gone <laughs> away. I don't know if I can run very far these days. <laughs> um, but yes, I've been sharing in this episode. Well, the listeners will know this, but I'm just telling you about. Um, yes, uh, this episode I, I've um, dug into the archives for some clips from my early episodes that uh, when, I, when I started doing the show I didn't really know it was going to you know, go on so long and I just and I also didn't think about like I didn't think about it um, for months before I started it I just sort of decided quite quickly or oh, I think I'm going to do that today and, and I went out and I recorded the first episode. Well, well done to you because as they say that the graveyard is very rich and the graveyard is very rich of people who want to do things and haven't done it and then they've passed away so writers singers actors poets all sorts of people live in the graveyard who didn't fulfill their desires dreams their goals so well done for just thinking it and just doing it as Nike says let's just do it that that is I mean that is very true I've met a lot of people over the years who have talked about doing things and you think well just start doing it then don't talk about it <laughs> um, so I, I, I I've always sort of liked getting on with things and um, but, uh, sorry I'm just distracted because I, I'm just noticing some lovely little I'm sure they're not lovely really but lovely little squirrels chasing one another across the across the lawn um, but uh, uh, I, I haven't seen much other than Dealey I haven't seen much wildlife although uh, Dealey's very um, he's very keen on um, he's, he's like a real curtain twitcher he, he he's, he's <laughs> likes what he goes there's, there's um, um, one of the bedrooms there's a, quite a high window and he likes sitting up there because he can get quite a good view of uh, birds and people and um, but, uh, I think you're called, I think it's called <coughs> Neighbourhood Watch yeah. So I think Dili is a part of the neighbourhood watch, just Thank making you. sure that everything is in its place. Things are um, the animals, the birds, the squirrels. I mean, in lockdown, people have been seeing fo- a lot of foxes, yeah. a lot yeah, of the wildlife animals been coming out, and Dili is just making sure that um, that part is secure by checking and twitching the curtains all the time. <laughs> He's so funny. He he has to. Um he has to see me to my bed like if, if I because I sit in the uh, Toby goes to bed a lot earlier than I do and, and uh, T- Dealey can be in, in his cat bed as, asleep and then I decide I'm going to go to bed and he, he suddenly he's there in the middle of the he's, he's woken up and he has to escort me and make sure I'm in bed and then he leaves again um, he, it's really like having your mum's having and tucking you in before you go to bed. That's lovely. That is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless that's not what it means, and I've just misunderstood it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but uh, uh, has um, has there been anything that you did during lockdown that you were able to be creative, or you were able to say, "Well, that's a positive thing. I would not, I would not have, have done if, if if this hadn't happened." Well, in lockdown, <clears throat> I spent a lot of time, uh, a lot of time in my kitchen, mm. teaching my children to cook. Yes. Um, we actually done a come dine with me style which oh. was absolutely excellent yeah, yeah. and um, my family of five we produce um, let me see a starter a main and a dessert um, and then it was scored which was absolutely amazing because my family were able to be creative yeah. I also spent um, quite a little bit of time researching researching reading and looking up things about cancer, which is what I used, um, which I wrote about for my dissertation. Uh -huh. And you'll be extremely pleased to know that yesterday I submitted my dissertation of 11,000 words. Ooh. And I'm extremely happy today because I didn't think I'd actually be able to make it because um, lockdown itself was quite distracting. Um, I think when it first started, I, you know, if I missed the news, I'd be really sort of like frustrated, didn't know what was going on. But after a while, I realised that I needed to stop focusing on the news and focus on more that I needed to do. So I'm um, really happy about that. I was also sort of looking at my eat, my eating habits and um, ingredients that I was using in my meals. And I was able to do more meal planning. I was able to lose some weight in lockdown. So... That was really good. Not that I have totally followed the restriction of what those meal plans sort of look like, but it did help me um, trying to increase and, and lengthen my life, my lifespan. So that was like a really good thing. And um, just really being able to enjoy the colour of my kitchen because whilst I was at work, I was never in there as much. Yeah. So that was a good thing as well. Yeah, <laughs> and stroking my cat. Yeah. <laughs> stroking my cat Martini, who I don't get to communicate with as much because working life takes over. So that was a really good thing as well. So yeah, my, my creative, my the inner creative self was able um, to be um, expelled out to yeah. others <laughs> I can't remember if I told you but Delia, uh, uh, last September Delia was quite sick with pancreatitis and we had to call a vet and they had to come and they had to like whisk him off and he was away for two days and they sorted it out and he's all better now but ever since he's been quite quite um, sort of anxiety a separation anxiety so, so it's a good thing that Toby works from home the whole time so he has somebody with him um because Cal Callum moved out to live with his mum, so so he's lost another of the people he knows. So I feel I feel um, I do feel for poor little Deals at times. Oh, Dealey, darling Dealey. Uh, he's seventeen this year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't look it. I know parents always say that about their kids. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. I, I I don't know I I don't know what, what you think about this, but. I've heard a lot of people say, like in lockdown, they like to they watch. Sometimes you hear people say, "Oh, I like watching funny things," or I, or, or pe people who've drunk a lot, or people who have eaten more. But I don't seem to have, have done any of those three things. I, I, th I think my escape 
I think that's what it is. A lot of it is escape. I, I, I haven't been watching a lot of funny things. I think because I don't feel in the mood to be... I know it's nice to be cheered up, but I don't feel in the mood to be watching like an outright comedy. I, I have other things I, I've watched. Um, and and I, because I, I, I just haven't been in the mood to eat, eat more or, or drink, um, I, I don't know. As I say, I think a lot of those things are escape, but everyone has to cope in their own way. And I think podcasting has been my escape. Um, that's what I've turned to, um, and all of my network of friends all over the world. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously I have been watching TV, um, but not necessarily that sort of thing. I, I, I don't know. I have avoided as much news as possible, actually, the opposite of you. But I think that's just, again, it's just. I think the good thing about living with Toby is that he does watch things and then he feed, he gives me the bullet points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't have to watch um, Boris talking for an hour and a half about something like that. I, I can just go, oh, oh he said this. Okay, this is nice. So I, I, my, my, my feelings about that is that, yes, I think that people have had to find somewhere to escape to, especially because we've not been able to just get on a plane or a train and go somewhere where we can kind of leave it all behind and you know the real world has stopped for a while then we're in that vacation space and we're just enjoying those moments and then we go back mm. so i think that people have had to find things to sort of do to cheer them up to make them feel better i mean come on you know even the pubs were closed the restaurants were closed anywhere that you could think of there are even restrictions on sort of being in the park mm. um you know especially if you're not a jogger or somebody who exercises a lot you know there was only a certain amount of availability there for sort of to you and i think for the fact that it was a pandemic and and well it's still a pandemic in some yeah. countries as well but i think as a result of that that made it difficult for people who might feel fair about just sort of going out being out and especially the people who lost relatives and friends and parents um due to the pandemic um they obviously found that more difficult as well so sometimes people do do need to find something that allows you to be able to laugh although i did watch loose women uh, on one of the lockdown days and they were talking about that it's actually really good for a woman to just maybe take a shower and have a good cry mm -hmm. because a good cry could <clears throat> alleviate the pressure that you felt you know having the, the children in the home you know you're not sort of used to them being there for that length of time they're doing things you know I, teaching your children online you know there all these things that were so different the, the, the program that i watched i i thought was good because it took it, it gave you little moments of all sorts of things was i rewatched the whole of desperate housewives from beginning to end <laughs> and, and, and I, but that, that's perfect for me because you do have characters doing things that makes you laugh but then there's a then there's a twist or there's a murder or there's a it, it, it's kind of <laughs> all my favorite things in one place so. so so i suppose maybe for you that's sort of what made you happy but i kind of thought about the people who maybe already suffered with depression yeah and then you know their network their outreach they were unable to receive what they were normally receiving so i think for those people it brought on double depression so even if you saw something really funny you wasn't able to absorb it and well, enjoy yeah. it and laugh, which I, I felt was really sad as uh, well. Yeah, I did feel that a bit. That's why I was like sort of, I wasn't sure that, I think maybe I was almost worried that if I watched something funny, I would feel like that and I wouldn't, um, 
I, I wouldn't feel that I would laugh. I wouldn't spoil it because something that usually maybe maybe laugh wouldn't have worked at this time. And I, I sort of wanted to preserve that. I think we should always laugh. I think we should always laugh because. There's only there's only two emotions in life, isn't there? Which is laughing or crying. The stupid thing is, um, and it's really, it's really, um, uh, like, egotistical. But when I do ad living with my friends, or if I do the, or if we have the different characters on the podcast, when I come to edit them, I, I might have recorded them three weeks ago or more. Uh, I, I end up listening to them, and, and it makes it makes me laugh, and it's us. So we're laughing at ourselves. How how egotistical is that? <laughs> uh, so I tell you, another thing that I've done in lockdown as well is I started doing these little sort of posts, sort of aimed at children, aimed at sort of like the younger children. And I've done a bit of singing, um, a little, little bit of Bible reading, um, a little bit of speaking, encouragement, um, inspiration, upliftment. Um, and I would never have been able to do that had there been a lockdown or not the volume that I was doing it at. So that was quite interesting as well. And yeah. what, what came from that, which really sort of really warmed my heart, was there was a lady um, who she'd been listening in a lot and watching the videos. And there was a time when I wasn't feeling so well, so I'd stop doing those, those posts. And then one day she came back on and she said, you know, I, I really missed what you was doing because they were really inspiring me and really lift, lifted me up. And since I hadn't had, you know, that, those posts, I felt quite suicidal. And I thought that was, I, I thought that was really sort of a wow moment because it actually meant a little bit like your five years of doing these podcasts. If you don't do those podcasts, if you don't show up, then it can be detrimental for someone else. And I almost I almost felt like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I need to still keep on doing this because there's somebody out there who's relying on me to do something to give them that feel-good factor. And you might say, well, you know, people's happiness is not your responsibility. But if you can, happiness is a state of the mind. And if there's one thing that you can do to offer back to the world, I think it's imperative that you, you do that. Jeannie uh, gets uh, messages from a fan in, uh, in, I think he's in Japan, um, when when Deedee appears, because Deedee is particularly while I'm recording in lockdown, Deedee was on the show a lot, and, and Deedee had people writing in saying, oh, I heard Deedee, I heard Deedee in this episode, um, <laughs> he sounded really happy, and, and I'm thinking, yeah, what about the other 90 minutes when I was talking? <laughs> so, so I'm glad if anyone likes Deedee, because obviously I like Deedee, but... Anyway, we're running out of time. I was going to say okay, congratulations with your dissertation. Um, you, I, I, was, I, I don't know if I ever told you what I did my dissertation on. I was um, obviously I was at library school and I I did mine on marketing. But it was like marketing a library service when the library service couldn't be in the building. Uh, I mean, it's almost relevant to now. Definitely. But. It, um, but uh, uh, the trouble is, it's one of those dissertations where you do all this work, you interview all these people, and I think what they wanted was this answer, and what I came up with was this answer. Yeah. And, and I later heard the, uh, that wasn't what they wanted. But, but uh, you know, you you have to do your own research, and if you can't always make it, you can't make it fit. You have to be honest and truthful. Yeah, that's right. So I'm a marketing student. Yeah. I've done two years. I've done two years in business and two years in marketing. Mm. 
and to help me out. I, well, you could help me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. It was um, So, um, you know, for me, it was quite difficult, and I understand exactly what you're saying. That sometimes the numbers, when you're crunching the numbers, sometimes they don't always fit. But I think it's things like that that identify that life is not perfect and that's what we need to hanker on opposed to always trying to find perfection and perfection actually really is just as perfect or just as well as you personally can do it opposed to you're looking on someone else and this is way that they've done something this is the answers they've come up with this is the data they've come up with and then you start comparing yourself i think once you start comparing yourself to others then you've found your perfection and i think that's what we all need to strive for well uh, that sounds like a good um way to end our chat um i hope you'll come back on the show again soon but i'm glad you've been able to be here for our fifth anniversary episode and i know the listeners will be glad to have heard you again and um, thanks again for talking to us. Well, thank you for having oh, me. Oh, you did have me, or can you hear that piano? How beautiful. Oh, listeners, look across the green. I see a, a, a man playing a piano. It's, it's, a, it's like a grand piano in the middle of, of London. How strange. Uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. He's running away. How strange. Well, um, let's let's get back to the rest of the episode. Um, Anyway, yes. Right. Uh, Thanks again, Bev. Thank you. Bye. Hello listeners, it's me. Um, we're in Surbiton. It is, uh, um, what's the date? The 21st of May, 2021. Apologies for the cars going past. I'm here with Harry. How hey, are you, Harry? Hello there. Um, we're here really to talk about um, yeah. the fact that it's five years since we started the Shy Life podcast. And uh, you were in one of the very early episodes not the first episode, unlike Sutton Park, where you were there right for episode one, but you were yes. there early on, like episode two or three, I think. Um, but of the, uh, of the podcast, of the podcast, yes. yes. And um, but I think we've uh, we've done lots of different things, out, you know, to incorporate you in the show, and or or things we've done together to be in the show. Like the singing is the thing that comes to mind first. The the songwriting. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. So the uh, first one we did was um, Dan. Oh, Dan, Dan. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's um, right. And uh, then we did too much information. information yeah. we and we were going to do Mrs. March, but that's the never really uh, happened. Yeah, there's still time. Still um, time. Uh, when, when things go back to a bit more normal. Um, yeah, because we used to do those on location down down in the Kent... In our studios, in the in, down in Kent. Well, in, in a bedroom, in a room, in, in the lounge of a place we were staying in, in Kent. But, uh, yes, and then I basically... We, we, there was quite a lot of um, mixing involved and yes. various things involved. But... Um, um, but then I used to use the um, rehearsal stuff as well, so you got the whole picture of how we got to that. Um, and I even, because um, we had quite a lot of rehearsal footage, I did an episode where uh, I was supposed to be singing um, 
acoustically at, at a uh, at a song festival. We did. We did. Uh, what was particularly good was that it was a nice, it's a nice, quiet location down there, isn't it? Yeah. So unless you've got children running past, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. But we also done. We've also done things, sort of uh, like we talked about Shakespeare's sister after you've been to see them live. Yes. Uh, and, and that was particularly good because that was just before the pandemic. If they'd done yeah. it right two or three months later, it would have been completely off the chart. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, are they still are they still together? Are they still? Um, I I think so, and I but I don't know if we're going to see more stuff. So I think it's it's all really down. I think Marcy would basically do it in the drop of drop of a hat. I think um, it's really down to Siobhan, really, and. Siobhan has been known to be, although she's, um, although she she was one to perhaps hold a lot of anger, she's also someone who can be quite nostalgic. And she she did that stuff with Banana Rama, didn't she? She came back to do the. Yeah, uh, and I think the only reason she didn't do more with them is that they didn't, weren't really interested in doing an album with her. Because uh, they, they've been a twosome for a long time, and I don't think they necessarily right. wanted to do a new album. What, what, what was particularly nice for, for, from Siobhan's point of view was that um, she did the fun stuff with Banana Rama and what she considers to be slightly more serious or slightly a little bit more edgier stuff yeah. um, with uh, Shakespeare's sister. Yeah. Although they're, they're both very tuneful and melodious sort of things, really. It was only just a slight extra edge with Shakespeare's system. So, um, related to the podcast, but also beyond that, um, the last five years has seen all of Sutton Park being digitised. So, um, you probably... Well, I've been able to share with you some of our old films, and obviously I've been putting some episodes on YouTube and using audio on the podcast so the podcast has become a home for our, our, our old um, have you been able to upload all of the episodes or not, no not how, yet how I'm many just, episodes were there um, 3200 <laughs> something something like that and how uh, much have you uploaded I haven't done any order I've just done random episodes so there, there are some of your episodes and I remember showing you the one where you get tied to a tree um and uh, which the th- to the tree and where the most yeah the most shocking episode the most shocking thing about that episode for me is that it was such a, big a smile w- on my face well no the, <laughs> well was that it was February and we were all wearing t-shirts yeah, and no that's coats that, yeah, that's yeah. what I was shocked about <laughs> the rest of it is just like standard but, uh, um, but yeah so it's um, it, it, yeah we, so, so your, your voice is heard in the past and in yes. the, the present absolutely yeah no it was great fun uh, doing those episodes and uh, it, it's nice to have like more than just photos um, uh, bec- yes. because you can sort of see what people even even just the way people say things or what they say little yeah. things they say you might think oh he's talking about that and that was because of we did that off off the show we did this right um, I mean I, I like um, I like the fact that my I, I, I have photos of my great aunt who I was very close to but uh, the few minutes over the years she did 
with Sutton Park. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah. It's just uh, it's nice to ha- have the voice as well as the face. Of course. Yeah, um, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's chronicled. It's chronicled your life a little bit, hasn't it? Well, on, f- on the side, a fictional life. A fictional life. <laughs> it's more yeah. interesting than the real one, anyway. <laughs> but, uh, the, the, the noughties are, are, aren't very well represented visually, but I uh, did do a lot of things. In the well, thank you very much for talking to me, and uh, um, and, and yes, I, I I hope we'll still be. I, say, I hope we'll still be sitting here in five years' time. I hope we've got. I hope we've gone home a few times because it'll be really cold out here. Um, you know, it's, and, it's a nice cafe, but I, I don't, don't know if I want to be sitting here for five years. Also, my battery run out, so there's no way I'm going to be able to record lots of episodes. But uh, anyway, I hope we are sitting somewhere talking about pod- the podcast in five years' time. So. Indeed. All uh, right. Thank you very much for all your support. Take care. And write some more songs for me to sing. Oh, good dear. Um, now, uh, as part of our fifth anniversary um, episode, we have another special guest. It's Wifey Jo. How are you doing, Wifey? Hello, jo. I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> I'm very well. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Had to get you for our fifth anniversary. Can you believe it? Five years. I, of, I know, five years. Where's that time gone? Yeah, That's but, just... Uh, uh, we, we've, I think, I think uh, I've used a little clip of us talking in in the pub back when we could do that. Well, we're coming into the situation that maybe we can do that again eventually, but not, yes. not, not for a while. Not for a while. Not for a while, but uh, um, yeah. So, four hundred and thirty-five episodes. <laughs> you haven't been in all of them, but uh, no, it feels like it. But I haven't. No, it doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't. But, <laughs> I've been there for all of them. You've been there for all of them. Madam boy. <laughs> Nearly. But, uh, uh, dear, how, 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 how have you been? What have you been up to? Have you been able to be um, up to anything? Not particularly. Uh, the ongoing, obviously, lockdown COVID situation. But mm. uh, so, yeah, just sort of work um, and, uh, yeah, I've been gardening a bit, actually, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, me think me seedlings have got a bit leggy in the greenhouse. Oh, blimey! That's the only thing about me that is leggy, I can tell you. Um, and, uh, so I've been been putting my seedlings out, and it's now mm. raining, so that's handy because I forgot to water them. So, being, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the highlight of my life at the moment. That's the stage I've reached. It's the <laughs> highlight of my life. Uh, we, we've got some orchids that have reflowered. We've got, uh, oh, uh, um, but yeah. The, if it gets to the stage where you think, are you ever going to be flower? And you kind of <laughs> think, you know, you, you sort of, it's all very well that when they look healthy, but uh, they're, they're not coming up with shoots or flowers. So you're holding up space on the windowsill. <laughs> Yeah, just, they're not earning their space, are they? They're not. They're not upholding their end of the bargain. Floppy green leaves aren't that exciting. Want uh, some flowers as well? Uh, <laughs> yes, I was. I was talking to my mum about her. Um, I think we've got a regular section uh, on the show, although the listeners haven't heard this yet. Uh, but there's, there's I've, listeners I've recorded with my mum about her garden, and uh, uh, again. Um, so I think we're doing the four seasons of, 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 of uh, 
uh, of her garden. But uh, just an excuse to get her on the show, really. But, <laughs> it, uh, uh, she, she's lucky though. She has some. She has a man who can in the garden. It's not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I he, dream of a man that can. Oh, dear. <laughs> my dad's out playing golf today. Actually, I think he's uh, uh, there's there's a, there's a load of eight year olds or uh, up on up, up on the outskirts of Salisbury uh, playing with their balls. But uh, <laughs> actually, my mum was saying that they're like, oh, so they're like like walking wounded. There's this one who's got this wrong, or this one who just come out of hospital. Nothing to do with COVID. Just you know, but they as soon as they can, yeah, as soon as they can, they get back out. Of the course. But yeah, you know, I was uh, I was hoping to uh, the dealie would come and say hello, but he's he's uh, fast asleep under his duvet. But, uh, we haven't seen dealie at all today, have we? Uh, he puts in an appearance, but no. Uh, he, actually, recently when I've been recording, he's he like kind of walks in a couple of minutes afterwards, and like, <laughs> I'm like, like you had people asking after you, but uh, uh, yes. So you you were mentioning to me before we started recording that uh, you, you are at least thinking about holidays for later in the year. Yes. Well, we've actually we have got a holiday booked a week away. We are staying in the UK and we are mm. heading uh, up to the north. Um, yes. But that will be that will hopefully be nice. So hopefully. And I think because it's uh, self-catering rather than in a hotel or somewhere, I'm hoping mm. that if the COVID restrictions change because we're self-contained, that sort of accommodation mm. will okay. still be able to be open. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. fingers crossed it will be good to nice, but good to have a break, which yeah. I mean, sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? I've, you know, wanting a break when I haven't really been anywhere to do it <laughs> and done anything to need a break, you know, of, of recent times. But be nice to I, get a change of scene. I, I took I took some photos of uh, Toby made some pizzas the other day, some homemade pizzas, and they look really nice. And, and I, I took some uh, photos of them to put on my Instagram. And Toby was like, "Why are you taking photos of the pizzas?" I was like, "Because I don't have anything else to take photos of." <laughs> I was like, "Haven't been anywhere, haven't seen anyone." <laughs> you, know, if, you know, if Deanie does something, then that's you know, <laughs> like, "Quick, where's my camera? Where's my camera?" He's moved. He's moved. <laughs> To be fair, he makes takes a good photo, but um, yeah, it's there's there's not there's not a lot of things. Well, some people seem to have managed to have taken lots. I suppose it depends where you are and where you are in the world as to whether you've managed to get out and gone go places. But uh, uh, you know, the the the, pe- the, the pizzas were the, like the highlight of <laughs> of that week. But, uh, dear, dear. but hopefully, well, I'm I'm, I'm off work this week. And I'm hoping to go and uh, sort of potter down the road and, and have a, like a picnic lunch sitting by, I describe it as a lake, but it's actually more of a pond. But uh, well, it, I, I presume it's still there. It might be built over. I haven't been, I haven't been that direction for a long time, but just, it's just that the, the, I don't have a garden. It's just nice to, uh, to sort of go and, uh, uh, I was saying to Bev, who's also on this episode, and listeners will have heard her, we went over to the gardens opposite work. And, and I I don't know when I last sat out in a garden. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, went, I went to a wood 
briefly last last summer uh, for, for for like an hour. Um, but even then, there were no seats in the wood. I just had to find a fallen tree and sit on the fallen tree. Perch on it. Oh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, hopefully, uh, we'll uh, next time we we talk, we'll we'll be able to have been to to, to and done more exciting summary things but uh, yes hopefully we, and we it will involve ice cream hopefully ice so. cream yes yes oh we have we, we have got some we have got some ice cream in our our freezer um after we did have a little accident with ice cream where you can't talk we, our freezer doesn't have an alarm so it's oh. not always obvious that it's not properly closed and we got some ice cream and i managed not to close the door properly. Room. Oh. And, and, and then for some reason i don't think toby went anywhere near the freezer i think we must have just been eating stuff from the fridge and and we did go to the freezer everything everything was too fast uh, he did buy some more ice cream but i don't go to i don't i don't touch the freezer <laughs> now but uh, yeah we got some we got some hagen dust uh, and that, oh. that uh, uh, nice. so, so, so you don't get as much of it, but that's probably a good thing anyway. I don't want, shouldn't have yes. bowls and bowls of it. So, no, it, it, pace um, yourself. Yeah, we're aiming for sort of yourself. a small amount, but it tastes really good. So, uh, <laughs> uh, dear, oh dear. Well, anyway, thank you very much for talking to the, the listeners. Nice to see you. And, uh, and nice to see you. And, uh, and, and listeners, it's, it's nice, very nice to hear her, isn't it? Sorry, you can't see. <laughs> and uh, uh yes so happy happy fifth anniversary and thank you for all your help on the show over the years and very welcome nice to chat yes and uh yes we, we should move on to the last the last um section of this episode it's going to be a very long one joe but uh, you know you, you obviously your bit's the best bit <laughs> don't don't tell the other guests. Don't tell the other the highlights. Absolutely, it's the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> times as uh, I would uh, like him to have mentioned it, but uh, yes. Mm, yeah. I think Uncle John, are you still going on about this? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Why aren't you thinking about the, the star? You know, you should be thinking about the stars. I mean, the naming of the stars. Uh, well, you know, I've, I've decided who I'm going to name my star after. What more can I do? Yes, well, I hope you've chosen somebody worthy. Poor Cromarty. Oh dear, oh dear. What do you mean by that? What, 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 what I don't understand. Well, let's just say that uh, if my instincts are right, then, uh, well, Cromarty might be naming a, a star after a certain person. Naming a star after a certain person? Uh, who do you mean? Don't be stupid, it's not going to kick. No! No, dearie, not after you. I don't think you'll be included. Uh, no, I think that's very doubtful, dearie. Uh, you've probably got a star named after you already. Uh, so, so who are you talking about? Oh, it's Uncle John. If my theory is correct, Cromit is going to name the star after you. 
we're dedicated to you. I just hope you've done the same for him. You're very important to him. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, oh, uh, uh, um, no, I, I never, oh, uh, oh, dear, yes, Uncle John, oh, dear, oh, dear. Ah, uh, yes, yes, ah, uh, very fascinating, very interesting. Hello, Cromarty. How are you doing? Are you ready to dedicate your star? Oh, yes, yes. I have decided who exactly I am going to dedicate it to. Oh, good. Well, I'm sure he'll be very pleased. I beg your pardon? I'm sure he'll be very pleased. Who, who, who do you mean? I, I'm not sure I understand. Well, the person you're dedicating the star to. I'm sure he'll be very pleased. But, but, you, Martin, you sound like you know. I haven't told anybody who I'm dedicating my star to. Well, that's as may be, but I think a certain person knows it's going to be them. What? But uh, nobody can know. I, I literally have told nobody. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Oh, goodness. Now I'm all confused. Oh dear. Oh, oh, oh dear. I wouldn't worry about it. It'll all come out in the water. It's me, Paul, just having a, a quick break from chatting to Nick about the five years of the Charlotte podcast because we're coming up to uh, a time in the show when Cromarty and Ithi Uncle John are going to announce who they are dedicating their stars to, the stars that they, well, they bought, hired off uh, Mr. Trowbridge. And, uh, yeah, um, now we, um, we're going to play a little game. Um, and even I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, coming up next, um, you are going to hear Cromarty uh, and Yeti Uncle John speaking about who they are dedicating the star to. But we will hear six different dedications from each of them. And each will be numbered one, two, three, four, five, six. This allows you to kind of wonder which of those people they might be dedicating their star to and then 
towards the end of the show, I shall be rolling a dice, and then that will cement exactly who they dedicated the star to. Yes, it's a little a little game we're playing just between you and I, and it'll uh, well it it will affect the story thereon. If, if if this was a TV show, we'd get you all to call in and uh, give your uh, opinions on who uh, the stars should be dedicated to, but we can't do that, so we're going to rely on a random dice. Um, anyway, right, sh- sh- here, here they come. Well, this is very exciting. I can't wait to see who, who the stars are going to be dedicated to. Oh, uh, yeah, it'll be very exciting. I hope you're ready, guys. Uh, yes, I- I'm ready. Uh, Cromarty? Oh, yes, I- I- I'm ready too. Great. Okay, then. Um, if you want to let us know, who would like to go first? Uh, Cromarty, you, you, you go first. Oh, thank you, Yeti Uncle John, so kind. Uh, listeners, um, I would like to announce to you uh, who I have dedicated my star to. Uh, the name of my dedication will be studied across the star. And, uh, yes, <laughs> so... Here we go. The person or persons that I am dedicating my star to is as follows. I am dedicating my star to you, the listeners, for listening to this show and supporting us for so many years. I am dedicating my star to my colleague and friend, Ike, because without him I would never have travelled to the stars. I am dedicating my star to Yeti Uncle John, who is my dearest friend and who makes me the man I am today. I am dedicating my star to Toffy Smelly, who is an inspiration every day and as somebody I turn to for advice. I'm dedicating my star to Paul, who I have known for many years. He is responsible for turning my life around and without him I would not be here on this show today. I'm dedicating my star to August Evans for all his creativity and for and for being such good company since his arrival at New Year. Well, thank you, Cromarty. That's marvellous. Um, what a great decision. Um, Yeti Uncle John, what about you? Who are you dedicating your star to? Oh, yes, well, uh, I'm dedicating my star to uh, somebody I think uh, you know, really deserves this privilege. And uh, yes, the person I will be dedicating my star to is Toppy Smelly. Toppy Smelly who, uh, when I was struggling with my magic, he, he kept supporting me. He, he, he never let me stop. He, he, he got me where I am today, wherever that might be. Yes. The person I'm dedicating my star to is Paul. Is Paul. Yes. My, my, uh, <laughs> my nephew, I guess. I never called him Nephew Paul, but uh, yes. It's thanks to him that I'm on this show. I'm dedicating my star to August Evans, um, a man who I've known in many uh, forms over the years. A man who continues to intrigue me. Yes. Uh, and, uh, well, he did a very good portrait of me quite recently. I'm dedicating my star to Tallulah Twinklehorn. Uh, she's cooked me many a wonderful meal over the years. And, uh, well, uh, 
I think she's uh, been through a lot of trials and tribulations recently and she deserves to be treated special. I'm dedicating my star to uh, a man who's very special to me. I may not always treat him uh, with quite as much respect as I should do, but comedy, uh, this star is for you. Dedicating this star to you, the listeners, uh, as a thank you for listening to the show for, for, for five long years. And blimey, yes, they have been long, they have been long years. Well, thank you, Uncle John. I think that's a great decision. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, wonderful. Uh, thank you, yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, yes, uh, thank you, Paul. Um, listeners, come with me. Yes, so, uh, six choices. We'll, uh, we'll come back and reveal exactly what was said at the end of the show. I mean, there's too much, you know, that we've done, by the time this comes out, we'll have, we've done getting on for 450 episodes, or getting that way, uh, you know, to, to look at every year, to look at every episode, it's, 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 too, it's too much for today, but uh, I just wanted to sort of chat about um, um, some of the things, you know, the early days, and, and where we thought we were going, or whether we even knew where we were going, and... Uh, um, but I mean, twenty twenty one so far has been very positive in that I've, um, you know, I've found a few new contributors. I've talked to a few people who I hadn't had on the show before. So it, it, it's not something that I think, oh gosh, I've run into to a dead end now. And things aren't changing. And what you did last year with bringing new voices on yourself. Um, is is all part of that, and and um, there's no reason why uh, that can't continue when you when you're able to meet more people. <laughs> well, I I, I think we in my whereas I think you've you've built up a good um, backup with the people that you've you've uh, skyped with. I with the people I'm I'm aiming to sort of target. I'm going to try and get them uh, onto. Uh, you know, uh, face to face. I'm just trying to work on them, as it were. Um, so I think, yes. I mean, uh, get get this wretched COVID rubbish out of the way. But uh, it'll be interesting to see where we are in another five years. Whether the show's still going. Um, yeah. I, I I I was kind of thinking today before we spoke. Where was I in Sutton Park five years in? Um, that takes us to about ninety seven. It is. Um, and ninety six was a year where I was I was based in one part of the country at one part of the year then I was in, then I was in Salisbury for a couple of months then I was moved to a different area made new friends it was a bit of a sort of you know trying to make new routes in a different town and um, the show was sort of a little bit it could have ended in in 1996 and then I met some new people in 97 and it and it, and it took off again um particularly in 97 and 98 um but uh i think that's partly because when i do projects it does they it does depend on the people i'm in 
involved in in the places I go and and I don't think my life necessarily is expecting to change um, that much and also of course there was Internet 96 but we, we didn't have it at home so meeting new people depended on the fact that you would meet them face to face somewhere um, whereas now, you know, I met yeah. I met um, one of our our recent recruits, uh, Ryan, um, on Instagram, just chatting to him. Um, he, he lives in Canada, and he's uh, yeah. um, a, you know uh, already appeared in half a dozen episodes. And yeah. uh, uh, so, so the way that you meet people, or the way that suddenly a fresh fresh blood can come into in, into the show, is a lot more possible than it might have been so i don't think comparing where i was in southern park at this point with the podcast is really comparable because things have changed so much since the 90s Um, but you know i hope i hope to still be doing the show i think in five years time certainly where i'm I'm feeling unless something else comes along which i think is a a better a bigger better challenge i feel like i've done a lot of a lot of you know, I've done video, I've done books, I've done live events, I've done, yeah. um, uh, and uh, you know, the what I mean, one of the before we finish, going back to uh, um, what I'd done that was audio before is that I had done a bit of hospital radio, and listeners will remember that um, during the last five years, I, I've when I when I did the radio with Tim. It would always be we do two or three shows and then maybe a couple of years would pass and then we, I, I, I kind of say, oh, are you still doing it? And, and then, then in about two thousand and ten, I videoed a few of those the shows that we did. And then um, I think when he found out I was doing a podcast, he was like, oh, let's come on and do. So then we recorded bits, audio bits during the show and incorporated them into the podcast. So, um, so, so I kind of always enjoyed doing the hospital radio, but. Uh, um, yeah, it was never a constant. So, uh, yeah, it was, but it was nice to sort of be able to bring that into many episodes of of, of the podcast. Although, due to COVID, we've not been able to uh, do much on the actual radio of late. But uh, um, but the interesting thing with that is that Tim had a, a sort of fictional element to his radio show where he had. He, where he had characters, even if they didn't always speak, they, he he would refer to them, and uh, it was nice to be able to bring it to Uncle John and, um, well, particularly particularly get Uncle John. Although I think some of the others came along too, um, and and actually have it Uncle John in the radio show. Um, it sort of tickled me that uh, again, linking the two universes and. Uh, um, so, so I'm always up for, yeah, seeing what new paths we can tread and mixing yeah. different things, um, subjects, music, film, yeah, the the uh, um, travelling, new people, hearing about other people's lives or their interests, and uh, uh, and you know the the whole the whole soap opera going on behind the scenes which you could you could uh, I could just focus on that or um, you know uh, it's uh, yeah I'm 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 happy with what we've been doing and uh, I want to continue doing it I think yeah 
Yeah. And uh, if Jeannie lets me, will you let me deal? Uh, yes. Yeah. Deal, deal says it's fine. He likes being on the show. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Nick, thanks for... Uh, Thank you. Um, thanks for, for everything, all the episodes that you've been involved in, and thanks for... Pleasure. Letting, letting me chat about... Uh, um, the well bits and pieces throughout the uh, mm-hmm. first five years of the Shy Life podcast. Y- yes, indeed. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll speak again soon. Yeah. And uh, may, may there be many more years to come. I hope so. spin some dice and um, well you will uh, get to see exactly who the stars were dedicated to uh, if you remember the options for Cromity were dice roll 1, the listeners dice roll 2, Ick dice roll 3, Yeti Uncle John dice roll 4, Toppy dice roll 5 myself, dice roll 6 August Evans so we're going to roll the dice now and see. I'm dedicating my star to you, the listeners. If it was not for you, there would be no show. Thank you, listeners. Thank you so much. Yes, listeners, it's true. Cromarty dedicated his star to you, you, the listeners. That was dice roll number one. Yes. As for Yeti Uncle John, his six options were number one, Toppy, number two, myself, number three, August Evans, number four, Tallulah Twinglehorn, number five, Cromarty, and number six, The Listeners. Let's roll the dice and see who he selected. The person that I have uh, selected uh, to dedicate the starting is a, a person who... Uh, well, it intrigues me and inspires me. It, it, it is August Evans. Thank you, August. There you go, listeners. Yeti Uncle John chose August Evans, dice roll number three. I wonder what the rest of the regulars will make of that. Well, I guess it was a, a good show in the end. Quite exciting. Yes, golly, Yeti Uncle John. I was quite surprised by um, who you both selected. Uh, you know, to dedicate your stars to. Oh uh, well, you know, uh, I just thought uh, August deserved a, a a bit of a pep. You know, I, I don't know. I thought, you know, rightly or wrongly, that uh, well, it, uh, it it maybe it would. Uh, I don't 
trigger something, but uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if he even knows. I have to make sure he hears. Yes, yes. Uh, I was kind of hoping he'd be there when uh, uh, I announced it, but uh, never mind. It was very nice for Comedy to dedicate his uh, star to uh, the listeners. Yes, I was quite, uh, uh, you know, uh, surprised. I was quite surprised that uh, he, he did that, but I guess it was a nice move to do it uh, on the fifth anniversary, and after all, the listeners are very important. Yes, yes, I agree, yes. I'm glad I didn't put a bet on it, because, well, I really didn't think that either of those selections would have been the ones that came up. Oh, yes, well, we surprised you. Yes, I must admit, I was surprised as well. But uh, anyway, it was a good surprise. Oh, yes, yes. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. <laughs> I think the Shayette is marvelous. Oh, such a gentleman. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. So, August, how lovely that uh, you have a star dedicated to you. What a lovely um, thing for uh, Yeti Uncle John to do. Uh, a surprising um, choice in a way, uh, only that I'm surprised he didn't name the star after himself. Oh, yes. Oh, I know what you mean, Paul. Oh dear, oh dear. Ah, yes, uh, this is true. <laughs> but, uh, Paul, I hope the listeners will be pleased that uh, uh, that I named my star after them. Oh, I, I imagine they will be. What a lovely uh, decision to make. Uh, very timely, very timely. But uh, that wasn't the name that I was going for. But, uh, oh yes, Paul, who did you think that I might name my star after? Oh, well, I don't know, right? I I guess you and Yeti Uncle John are very close. Oh, wait, no, I, I I did not think it was appropriate. Um, it is a shame he does not have a star named after him, though. Well, maybe in the future, August. Um, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm sure you'll want to let Bettina know um, that uh, if you have a star named after you, maybe you should call her. Oh, yes. Maybe I will call Bettina. That's a nice idea. I think she'll be very pleased. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think I'll go and do that now. All right, then. Great. Great. He's a very nice man, that idiot Uncle John. He is, yes. (laughs) Oh, Paul. Oh, dear. What's wrong, Cromarty? Well, I I will admit that you were... Right, that Yeti Uncle John was, well, the person I was thinking about naming the star after, but, oh, well, I got speaking to some of the others, and, well, I I thought that 
it was possibly best not to, because Nettie Uncle John wouldn't have uh, chosen you. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Cromarty, I mean, it, 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 it does seem like a bit of a last-minute change of mind for Yeti Uncle John to have chosen August. I mean, even when August was Damius, they weren't exactly best buddies. I know what you mean. <laughs> well, it's done now. I guess so. Well, there's no saying you couldn't, you know, dedicate another star at another time. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, and I guess, well, the listeners deserve a bit of a nice surprise. I am surprised by your choice, Yeti Uncle John. August Evans. Yes, uh, 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 absolutely. Are you saying that that was your first choice? Yes, yes, uh, definitely. Oh, come on. It was Cromarty, wasn't it? What? Cromarty? Oh, well, I did want to do something nice for Cromarty. Uh, he's been a bit down recently, and but uh, I just thought he might get the wrong idea, and I, uh, I don't know what idea I want him to get, to be honest. Mm, that's more like it. That's what I thought. Yeah, so I was talking to some of the others earlier, and just just that when I was talking about it, just beforehand, I, I, I just felt a bit, I don't know. So you changed your mind at the last minute? Yes, I did, Martin, I did. I changed my mind at the last minute. Still, it's it's nice, to, you know, August deserves a, a nice uh, surprise. I guess so. There's no say you couldn't do it at some other time. You know, dedicate another star to Cromarty. No, I think the time's passed. I think the time's passed. Yes. Never mind. No, never mind. Oh dear listeners, this whole star dedication business, I knew it would end with complications. Still, um, our current situation all came about due to the roll of the dice, so maybe things would have worked out differently. Still, maybe they can still work themselves out. I think that's all we've got time for now, so uh, happy fifth anniversary of the Shy Life podcast, and thanks for listening. And uh, maybe maybe do another five years, at least. <laughs> All right, you take care. Bye for now. I think things are going to work out. I just know it. I think they really will. Bye bye now. Happy fifth birthday to the Shy Life podcast from me, Cuthbert the Robot. May you continue to be perky and strange for many years to come. Kiss, kiss, kiss! Exclamation. Oh, you know, when I listen to the Shy Life podcast, it makes me want to bake pies all day long. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, most definitely, yes. 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 Whoa.